0: Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Kels. Um, How are y'all doing? I'm so, so excited because today we have a super special guest, my good friend Ella. We've been friends for several years, and she's actually starting a podcast of her own. So it's going to be kind of like a dual episode you'll be able to hear at both places, and I'm just really... Hey y'all! So we are we are so back. We're so live, and this is kind of funky because we have like two different two like things recording things going on. But um, I'm so excited, and I feel like I'm creating like a miniature Kels, and it's making me so excited. <laughs> and I'm just
1: really really happy. Uh, so
0: Ella, I want to know like what inspired your podcast.
1: So not only did like I guess like pageants in a way inspired it. Like that sounds so bad to be like, oh yeah, like pageant girl. Like you know, started mm-hmm. my podcast. But it was more of a like like just friends and family like me going through my own mental health things and like losing people I love to suicide and their own mental health journey so I'm like I want to help others like the way that I've helped, had my own support system help me
0: that's awesome what has your journey with your mental health been like like what has I'm sure it's in, everybody has and everybody has their story and everybody um goes through things but like yeah I just want to know about your journey and kind of like what led to this and what led to you being such a strong mental health advocate
1: so not to kind of like make it a little bit sad but whenever no we're here for this we're here for the sad (laughs) vibes we're here for it whenever one of my close friends passed away from suicide i think it took me several years and several like i guess like almost growing up a little bit and like growing with god and growing with like my own mental health and like almost her like feeding into me as Mm -hmm. i grew up like it made me just think well like I want to help others the way that she wasn't helped and I like want to be there for her in the way that like maybe could save someone else's life and mm-hmm. things like that so that's awesome
0: um and I don't know that's like something that a lot of people need because so many people don't have somebody to look up to when it comes to yeah. things like that and like for me personally like my mental health journey has been kind of like not like a fresh one but it was like I never struggled really with anything until like I got to college and then it was like Well, like, this crazy, like, whirlwind of, like, all these new emotions and things like that. So not a lot of people have a place they can go and, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, learn about this stuff and then also, like, feel, like, validated. So I just think it's really awesome that you're, like... Okay, like I'm gonna start a podcast to like help people
1: with that, so that's really sweet. And it's like I feel like at my age, like it's so hard to like get to talk to people and stuff. Like it's so hard. Like so
0: many people are so private about their emotions, and I'm just kind of like, hey, I'm gonna post everything that I think (laughs) online. We'll literally say everything I've ever. Yeah, no, I literally like my nightly routine is like, okay, I'm gonna sit down in front of a microphone and just like, like I'll know what's up. But um, no, so many people, especially now, because I feel like there's like a weird like, um, what's it called? Like people, there's like a weird. Like, almost, like, stigma. Yeah, there's, like, there's a weird stigma about having feelings. Thank you. It's, like, (laughs) about having feelings. And, like, so many people, like, want to be, like, so hard now. And, like, they're, like, scared to, like, have feelings. But, like, for me, like, I'm, like, no, like, no cost. Like, go there. Have the feelings. If you want to lay in bed and watch that movie and cry, like, watch that movie and cry. Like, people are just so weird about, like, allowing themselves to, like, have feelings Mm -hmm. and be emotional now. So, whenever I hear about somebody, like, being, like, all for that, it makes me really happy especially somebody that I've known for so long and <laughs> I, I, know, I just I, I really love it no
1: and it's like when people are like oh like I don't like talking about my emotions I don't like talking about my feelings I'm over here like if you want to have it like I'm the of person at the sleepover, like let's go watch the movie and then have a really deep talk after like, after I don't you know years. where <laughs> have like the biggest deep talk about like your deepest darkest secrets type thing no I think 100% and like I think vulnerable and
0: genuine like conversations build like the best friendships Mm -hmm. i think like there's so many like friendships that are so like surface level and they and like relationships that just never go any deeper because like people are scared to go deeper but i just think that makes like the best like connections like I think we've made such a strong connection even if we don't talk because, like, we go there whenever we are together. We're like, okay, like, we can have a deep conversation and we can talk about everything that's been on our plate and, like, mm-hmm. where we're at with our walking God and where we're at with our mental health and, like, we're able to, like, meet up and talk about those things. And it's not, like, weird. Yeah. And so it's, like, when we do go months without talking to each other, we're just
1: like, hey. Yeah, like I feel we feel see each like other. you also have to be, like, like, you know me. Like, I, like, like starting my sophomore year and all throughout high school, I literally always hung out with the older girls. So, okay. like, I feel like you have to be, like a certain maturity level to even, like, do that. You know, be so vulnerable with somebody that, like, you barely even know or, like, Mm -hmm. you've known for years and you don't talk for two years after that.
0: Yeah, no, Um, 100%. And,
1: like, I think I was always the kind of person that
0: was, like, no, I can't have feelings. Like, no, nobody can know what I was upset. And then I started Coffee with Kels and I was, like, I'm kind of, like, the the Snapchat story, not the podcast. The podcast (laughs) came, like, a year and a half later. Yeah. But the Snapchat story and then I was like you know what I was like I'm starting to get like a little vulnerable and then when we started the bible study which that was still one of the coolest things I've ever done I want to start it again it was really really awesome no, and yeah, fun I for agree. me um but like whenever we started that and like all these different people were like telling their stories and sharing things I was like vulnerability like breeds vulnerability but it also creates like like genuine connections and I just think that's really important like with how everything is today and like how hard it is to make friends now I think it's really important that like we are vulnerable and we are like, hey, like, here's my heart, it's on my sleeve. People, yeah, like, like, I think it's good to guard your heart, but I think it's also good to, like, share your heart, especially whenever, like, I don't know, whenever you're going through something, I think it's important to, like, have somebody to, like, also, like, shoulder
1: that burden with you. Yeah, because, I like, personally, like, I'm, like, I cannot be alone. Like, I don't care if I'm going to Target, if I'm going to get food really quick and go back home. Like, I hate being alone. So, mm-hmm. like, I always like having somebody, like, on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like... To be that person for some people, but then there's like also the people that are like, mm, like, like, I like being independent, I like going mm-hmm. strong by myself. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. See, I can like do things by myself,
0: but I like, I know at the end of the day, if like I really need something, like, I know that like that, like, I get that from like my genuine connections. And like, mm-hmm. that's also, I think, where I struggled so much. Um, in, like, a bigger school whenever I did move to Fayetteville was I was, like, there were so many, like, not genuine connections. It was so, like, I was trying so hard to, like, get people emotionally invested in me. But, like, they're, like, it was so big and everybody had these, like, massive friend groups. And I had a pretty large friend group, too. But it was, like, they were all, like, just very shallow connections. Like, it was, like, we go out together, we go to games together. like But I don't really care if I ever see you again is kind of what the vibe felt like. It was yeah. really weird. And... I think because, like, within the past, like, year or two, whenever I started, like, doing all of my, like, Coffee or stuff and got really involved. And, like, I got really emotionally invested, especially in the girls that were kind of my Bible study. I got really emotionally yeah. invested in them. And it was, like, I just wanted the same thing back and then living in faith. Well, I was, like, I'm not getting, getting that. I'm yeah. not getting this. Even within the church, the church was just so big that I was, like, there's no... Nobody, because I also am one of those people, like, I really care about everybody. Like, you you may not always be able to tell, but, like, if I meet you, like, I care about you. Oh, yeah. No, I realize that 100% with you. And I was, like, really caring about all these people. And I was, like, none of, like, I'm not getting the same energy back. Mm -hmm. And it really, really wore on me to the point that I was, like, going out and doing things just to try to get somebody to, like, include me and to, like, want me into and invest in me. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, like where my mental health journey kind of started was I just felt really alone because whenever I lived here I had people like you and Liliana that yeah. were just like checked up on me like regularly you know, just like because always, like
1: I think that like I I treat or at least I try like every single day I try to treat my friends the way I would want me be treat so if that means like blowing up your phone and being like hey let's get dinner like let's get lunch like that's my way of showing like I love you and I care about you mm-hmm. and I want to see you and like I don't I don't get that back at the time either. But like I try my best. That's why yeah. like whenever y'all left, Greenwood, I was like, like my group was lucky gone because y'all y'all were all over the place. And like I'm so glad me and you like started like talking it and stuff because like I miss my close friends, I missed my group and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's also I think what helped like y'all y'all were my mental health support system. No, I heard like and,
0: and it was like we didn't even like realize how much we all needed each other until everybody was gone and then we yeah. were like like we had the big like Thanksgiving and the big mm-hmm. Christmas party and there was always just a group of us and we were like all so inve- we were invested in each other's lives, invested yeah. in each other's like relationship
1: with God, invested in each other's actual like, like boyfriends. Boyfriends. Like, like, our <laughs> boyfriend. like if one person knew something about the boyfriend, the other person knew like 40 other stories about the boyfriend. Yeah. Like it was exactly. like insane. And no. it's like once y'all left, like I, I mean, I have my friends at school and I love my friends at school, but I don't have my group. Like mm-hmm. I had sophomore and junior year not even like junior year completely because like I mean, I, you, Hallie, Macy, Kennedy, like, like, and then, like, it was just like, whoa, I just have Lily I know. Ready. It was so, it was so weird, and,
0: like, I don't know, like, like I said, like, whenever I lived in Faye, it was like I had a big group of friends, mm-hmm. but it just, like, didn't compare because we didn't all sit down at lunch, yep. and we were all like, so, how's this boy today? Yeah. Or, how are you? Or, like, how's the Bible study going? Or, oh yeah. my gosh, i got to be there on Sunday, I'll see you then. Like, it was just a totally different vibe, and I miss it. We need to have, like, a little reunion. No, just, we do. I just feel like it would be so fun, <laughs> but yeah it like that to me like really showed me how important it was to have like wise counsel or like friends that you like Mm -hmm. trust their opinions and you like rely on them like I was just like that is crazy because it was like the second I lost that it was like i lost like so much of my like the balance of my life like y'all were like always pushing me to like be better do better Mm -hmm. like all the things and it was like I got away from that and got around people that didn't really care if I did better and I guess like I didn't have my family and I was like whoa like I and honestly I could have just been like thrown into like a bad not like a bad crowd but like not the crowd meant for me and it just like completely threw me for a loop like I'm not saying everybody's like college experience is gonna be like that because I don't think that's true yeah but that was how like mine was there like I'm doing a little bit better now but like there I just was like I don't know everything felt like everybody felt so selfish to me and like I'm just like the total opposite like I'm like here is everything I have and I'm gonna give it to yeah, everybody until I have nothing can. else to give and I just, yeah, know, I just did not see that back at all mm-hmm. up there. And then it, it was like it just made me exhausted, yeah, like mentally exhausted. And then it made me like anxious because I was like always worried that I wasn't doing enough. And I was like, well, if I quit doing this because my friends are so used to do, like me doing this, and like I won't be good enough for them anymore, then they're not gonna want to be around me. And then I got um, like depressed if like something got weird because I was like, well, maybe something's wrong with me. Yeah. And it just kind of turned into like. A very toxic cycle and i was like well if i don't go out then like they're not gonna invite me Mm -hmm. because if i tell them no if eventually if you tell somebody no enough they're not gonna invite anymore and i do know that but i should have not wanted to get invited to those things because those weren't things that i need to be a part of
1: or it's like you like almost ask too many times or it's like you ask once and then they can't and then like you get so insecure that you're like i can't ask again yes or you're too scared to ask like I mean, I deal with that all the time. Like, I want to, like, hang out with people that, like, I really don't talk to. And then I'm like, well, like, what if they say no? Like, that's so embarrassing. Like, it's like the, like, the back of my head is, like, full-on anxiety. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm like, like, I try to help people more than I help myself because I'd rather see someone else be happy and someone else not be anxious than me like staying here Mm being anxious so yeah we we love we love the
0: empathetic girls (laughs) it's hard out here (laughs) have you you seen that tiktok trend it's like your empathy is a gift and then the next one it's like all the things in the picture i did one of those hold on i have to i have to share now if you don't follow me on tiktok you totally should i don't i don't post anything actually at all really ever unless i'm like oh that's so me and i saw this and i was like that's so me um, it was like, what not I say? I was like crying over the idea of inconvenien- inconveniencing someone, which is so real. Yeah, I'm like, no. oh my gosh, if I ask them to do this, I'm gonna ruin their whole day. Like, no, no like, you're literally, literally not. <laughs> like me texting today, I was like, bro, she's probably so busy, she's no, not. No, because i wanted to be
1: here today. <laughs> this is the whole point.
0: And then I was like, oh, it to say, seeing a dog on the side of the road. I don't care if that dog has an owner or not, and it just like ran away. I'm sad. Yeah. Driving past cemeteries and seeing people at a funeral service kill, kills me. And getting yelled at because I made somebody wait what i say because i made someone upset enough that they feel the need to yell at me like disappointing family members an old person eating alone homeless people and animals like i would go on and on but i'm just like that is like i think empathy breeds anxiety i mm-hmm. was thinking about the other day like whenever i was making that i was like being so empathetic and caring so much that like, makes you anxious about like your own feelings and you're scared your own feelings are gonna like affect other yeah, people other
1: people and it's almost like the like I'm the biggest people pleaser. Like if me someone too, Oh boy. my gosh, I will not know someone at school and then I'm like, "Oh my gosh, they hate me."
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I will I won't even know this girl's name, but she'll look at me wrong in the hallway and I'll be like, oh my gosh, she hates me. I, I don't even know who it is. Nobody like, yep. she hates me. That's like, I just right. feel like someone hates me, someone dislikes me, or, like, the smallest things, and, like, I just can't, like, I want everyone to like me. Like, I try to be nice to everybody, and, like, it's, like, the part where you don't get that energy back. <laughs> no, especially, like, and I understand, like, I feel like I'm a, I'm a pretty high-energy person. If
0: I'm around somebody that doesn't match it, I'm, like... They hate maybe, me. maybe we shouldn't hang out maybe they hate me
1: they probably yeah. they probably hate me i'm like they don't even know me no they don't know you so you, so like you can't get the same energy back like the first time meeting that person but then it's like after that like it can click just depending on what way it goes yeah but I know it's hard it's hard <laughs> out here guys i love that we we actually just came on here to vent guys yeah we just came on here <laughs> to talk about our anxiety problems and whatnot We're and not people really. pleasing and empathy and, and empathy, guys. All, all the things all the things But everyone's like, let me look at these. So, like, do you agree that it's, like, a big deal to talk to somebody about your mental health, like, a psychologist, like, a therapist, things like that? Because some people say that, like, they're almost too scared to, like, go to somebody like that.
0: Oh, I hundred percent think that it's important to talk to these people. I think that field is a field for a reason. My mom's a therapist. I've never seen one, um, just because I haven't. Actually, I'm thinking about it now, just because I feel like as you get older, you get wiser, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, what? I think it'd be nice to have somebody to sit down with and like that. It's like went to school and like to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom's a therapist, and so like I've definitely like understood. For a long time since she started doing that, like, how important it is. And, um, yeah, I do think it's really important.
1: No, I agree. I just, like, I think some people think that it's, like, almost going to be, like, judgmental. But it's almost, like, they they legally, like, can't even judge you. No. Like, and that's, that's the best the part. That's the best part. You could tell your therapist your deepest, darkest secrets. And they can't do anything because... I mean, they're there to listen to you unless, like, you're hurting yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. they're there to listen to you and they're there to talk to you and, like, guide you through things. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's, like, my mom, like, she <laughs>
0: would come home sometimes and, like, especially... So, whenever she was doing, like, um, therapy with, like, adults or whatever, she would be, like, yeah, like, this is... The, like, this this person told me this story that's crazy. I'd be, like, oh, my gosh, who? And she'd be, like, I literally... Like, I cannot tell you. Yeah, I legally cannot tell and you. And I'm, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh
1: welcome back my sister's in here now guys we're actually (laughs) recording but with that like how has your like your personal mental health journey changed you like what have you done like to change it like what have you honestly gone through to change it like who has helped you like what is your like your support system in there
0: honestly me I feel like um just going through what I've gone through I feel like I've been through like two like major events that like and maybe two or three, that, like, changed everything about my brain and kind of rewired it. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, it was so important to have, like, my family around. And having that support system, I feel like, changed a lot for me. Um, Whenever – so my grandpa passed away in a snorkeling accident. He drowned in a third world country. It was, like, a whole thing, and, like, it, like, completely changed my life. And there was, like, a little bit of time there that I was, like – and this is getting this is gonna get really deep for a second. But I was just kinda like because for me, like I've always been like super religious and I've always believed in God and like even when I was little, like I just never had a doubt. And that was the very first time in my whole life that I was like, if God's real, why in the world would that happen? Like that like yeah. d- like it doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to me. Um and then there was another time, um my junior year, where I just got I got really, really depressed and I was just like why in the world like why do I feel like this and like if God's real and God's happiness and he's all of these things which I just I also just didn't know the truth of the gospel as well as I do now then Mm -hmm. I was like why would he like allow me to feel this way um so I think a big part of my mental health journey has also been like my journey with God and like the more the closer I grew to him and the closer I like I don't know and the closer I got to like rock bottom I like was (laughs) able to like see him better and like His faithfulness is like I don't know. It it was kind of just the craziest journey. I feel like my like journey isn't very typical because a lot of people they like didn't know Christ and they came to Him and they just never looked back. And for me, it was like I believed, I believed, I believed, and then like those things happened, and I was like, do I like do I really like is there like I don't know because those things just didn't make any sense to me. Now knowing the truth of the gospel and knowing that He uses those things to like grow like make us closer to Him, I think and like He uses our anxiety or whatever so we will fall back into him like he puts us places so we'll like open our bibles and look and like be reminded of the truth and get back on track and like you know take our eyes from like whatever we're going through and whatever our anxieties are and you know look back to him and be like okay no like we're actually good so i think that's kind of been i don't even remember what the question was but like <laughs>
1: that was i completely understand that because i think the biggest thing i struggle with like honestly like mental health like my religious aspect and all of it is like doubting god's plan and honestly doubting myself like doubting my own mental health mm-hmm. and doubting what i'm going through because like i think in the back of my head it, it like it's not important like nobody cares about me mm-hmm. but then i'm like well god cares and god has a plan for me and that's the whole point of it mm-hmm. like god god has like tomorrow worked out for me he has saturday worked out for me he has sunday worked out for me so like in the background well, he's of got god's, the next 20 years like he's got the next you. 20 years planned out for me. so why do i worry about it but it's all like it's like that's why I try my best to like research things and to like go over my own mental health like honestly like on a list and to talk to people like I think Mm -hmm. it's so important to talk to people and not only talk to people but talk to God and like honestly if you're not religious like write in a journal you don't even have to like be religious to talk to him or like talk to anybody you can Mm -hmm. just write down your feelings and it helps so much I was just
0: telling someone the other day because they asked me what religion I was I was like I don't really feel like I'm religious I feel like I have a relationship with God and like I believe in God and I believe in the Bible and like that's my like religion Mm -hmm. excuse me but yeah for sure and like there are people that don't believe in him and I'm like if you don't believe in him like you need to just look all around you yeah and like Like, really and truly, I think if everyone would open up their Bible, they would never look back. Because, I don't know, like, his, like, sacrificial love and how he literally, like, gave up his life for us, there are very few people that I would die for. And I couldn't imagine looking at the people that, like, literally killed me and being like, you know what, like, I'm dying for you too, don't worry. Like, it's just, like, the craziest thing for me, and I think that's why I've been able to get rid of so much of my anxiety and fear um because I feel so at peace with like God's plan and what he's doing in my life now because I know that he's good and that if Jesus can die for somebody like me and he can die for all the people around me then like I have to be sort of worthy so yeah
1: no I think everybody's worthy in that way and then it's like I think people overthink like everything about God like in religion and all that thing and all like that stuff like that because they're like How is God going to help me with my mental health? Like how how is opening my Bible going to do anything? Well, it's like, honestly, it's so soothing to know that like he went through all this and all these like books of the Bible and he got got, like all this made up, but he did it by himself. Like like, God created the universe, he created everything and did it by himself, Mm -hmm. but he's worried about a little human being on earth that's Mm -hmm. messing up and making mistakes, but yet he's still here and he's still trying to protect us and he's still being here for us because he loves us. Mm -hmm, 100%. So I think that's a big thing, and then i will trying to think. I had something else I was gonna say, I literally lost it. You no, it's anything? fine. You know I literally lost it. Um, hmm. I guess like, well, this is like, what's a big lesson you learned this year, like biblical or mental health wise?
0: Um, I've learned so many lessons this year. <laughs> I think the probably the biggest thing that I've learned is that you can't mess up God's plan. And there have been so many t- like so many times this year I've just been disappointed in myself, disappointed in others, and just, like, not really cool with the way things turned out. But it's, like, as I'm living through this season of life, I'm just, like... I'm, like, I'm almost, like, watching God's plan, like unfold and I'm like so that's why this happened and that's why I don't that's why I'm not around this person and like it's all just kind of starting to like make sense and then like with me moving home it was like I wasn't really sure if I had a perp like I was like it was just kind of it was a really messy situation but I end like now you know a couple months later I'm like it's all making sense Mm -hmm. now because I'm getting to invest in myself and invest in my family more than I would have if I was there and to me like family is really important Um, And I think that's another thing I learned this year is like how important family is and how that is like really one of the only things that you, like it's like a permanent fixture in your life. Like they're they're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, resting on that and resting on the fact that God isn't going anywhere has really saved me from like a lot of heartache this year. Like since moving home, like I'm like, okay, I wrote God, I got my family. I don't really need anything else. So I think that was a big lesson I learned this year. And then also just like learning to be like authentically me and not like trying to change me to fit the narrative of some other people. I got in Fayetteville and tried to act like I was some um, hot pink and bright orange shorty girl who <laughs> like loves all of these things that I didn't, don't actually care about, mm-hmm. but I was doing it to like save face and have like a certain reputation. And it was like, once I finally like put down that facade, it was like, whoa, I'm actually feeling like myself now and then whenever i was like this actually this is really recent like me being like i because whenever i was in fayetteville because i like i have a decently large instagram following like it's big compared to other people like other people around me um i was always so scared of what the people like that i was around like what they were gonna think about what i was posting i'm like that literally doesn't matter if i'm happy with it that's Mm -hmm. been a big thing is like learning to be happy that i it's enough if i'm just happy with something like if other people aren't happy with something then like that's on them and like everybody has the right to their own opinion. But just learning to like that like it's okay if I'm the only person. Like as long as I'm happy with it and I think that it's glorifying God, um, then like it's okay. But mm. I don't know. It's just been a lot of like learning how to like be myself and like going back to like the things that like really matter to me. Um, that I feel like whenever Whenever we're kind of stuck in a cycle of sin, like I was before, you kind of try to, like, shut out your family and the people that actually care about you. Yeah. And then, like, getting out of that cycle of sin mm-hmm. and being, like, okay, like, you really learn to, like, rest on the things that actually matter, like, God and my family and my friends that actually care about me. So, that was a long spill.
1: <laughs> that was a good spill. though. <laughs> so, like, what do you say to people who, like, don't have, I guess, a support system or, like, a godly figure in their life? Like, what do you say to those people who are struggling with mental health?
0: we were just talking about this about how like the end of the day like you don't need anybody but god Mm -hmm. and i think if you're not a believer it's about time for you to open that bible because i like i just see like i that's my genuine opinion and Uh some people are gonna disagree with it but that's just how i feel about it um you don't need anybody besides god because if you have god you're never alone Mm -hmm. um like you will ne- like you will never do any and like you're not alone anyways like he still loves you he created you you're still his child but like w- like being in relationship with him and walking next to him through your life you're just you're never doing anything by yourself like you I, like i don't know how to explain it but there's like the ultimate peace that comes from knowing him and trusting him since i've decided to like completely hand my life to him and just trust in his plan i i like can you probably say like i've had no anxieties about what the future holds or like about my relationships or like freaking out about being single and things like that because i'm just like purely trusting his plan and like trusting that he has me and so um somebody who doesn't have family or a good support system um you can always sign my dms i'd love to talk to, <laughs> I'd to you
1: i'd love to talk to you and like that's why like i another reason why i started this podcast was because i'm like the people that don't have God in their life or don't have, like, that one person they can talk to 24-7 about anything and not, there's, like, no judgment. Like, I want them to listen to this and be like, wow, that, like, makes so much sense. Like, I can relate to that, like, 110%. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I'm going through that. And then, and like, me be like, well, like, that's my goal is to help people who are going through the same things I mm-hmm. went through. And they can relate to it and be like like, tell their parents about it, be like, oh my gosh, like, I listen to this podcast, and, like, it helped me through this, 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 and that, like, and that, like, honestly would make me, like, just feel so much better about everything, and just make me, like, feel like, you know, like, the purpose I created this for was fulfilled, so.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, and I'm glad that you're doing that, because, Just from doing Coffee with Kels, I've had so many great conversations with people, and I made so many friends through it, that it's just really been a cool thing. I feel like, because like, like, whenever you first start it, whenever you're doing it, you're just like, I hope it helps somebody. But whenever like somebody DMs you, and you're like, hey, I heard you say this, or I saw you post this, and it made me feel this way, and it made me feel so much better, like, you're just like, that's at least one person, and I'm like, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I Um, agree so I'm really excited for you to like be able to experience that it's really cool
1: I know and I'm really glad I did this because I like I was struggling to find something you know like Mm -hmm. you know like you always like I'm the person that always needs a project I Mm -hmm. always need something to work on I always need to have something going on and so like I'm glad that after me like debating things that like I need to start or need and like I'm glad I just started to do this and like you were one of the reasons why I kind of was like well Aww. Kelsey has like her little podcast so I was like uh, I'm gonna be a little copycat but like put my own spin on it so yeah it's just it's also just
0: like kind of a fun hobby it's like it feels kind of weird whenever you're just like sitting in your room talking to yourself you're <laughs> like this is really weird like yeah I don't know but the fruit that comes from it is like there's nothing like it especially if you're like For me, like I'm spreading the gospel and like I have friends that aren't believers and they will like listen to it and I think at the minimum or like they'll see me post about it, at the minimum it makes them think. And I'm like, that's planting some sort of seed of like Mm -hmm. the gospel. Like whenever I was a part of, um they call it a public house in Fayetteville and it's basically a small group, but it's not really small because ours had like forty or fifty people in it. But we talked about um about how like our conversations with people or like things we post and things like that, we may not be able to like turn that person to Jesus because the only person that actually does that is Jesus. But if you can just like plant seeds, like you don't have to like reap the fruit cause the fruit's not yours to reap, it's for Jesus. But like, even just like posting a freaking Bible verse on your story can like, can make somebody read that and be like, oh, like that was really comforting yeah and if even if that's like all they see and that's all they think about it you like planted a seed and they got to read like the word of god that day so
1: i agree i agree completely
0: i just i don't know it's cool to plant seeds and i don't know it's really it's really nice to know that like you're doing something to try to like make people feel better or like in my like specifically in my case like try to like bring people to christ and um i don't know expand the kingdom
1: and I mean, like, no matter what kind of seed you're planning, like, as long as it's a good one, I think that, like, it can be beneficial to anybody. So, like, like when, like, you talk about, like, Bible verses and stuff like that, like, when I see people having, like, Bible mm-hmm. verses, like, tattooed on their arm, I'm like, oh, my gosh, wait, I, like, I think I know that verse when I go and look it up, you know, like, that mm-hmm. type of thing. So that's what I think of when you say that.
0: So. Yeah. No, I love, like, seeing things that, like, make me think about Jesus because I'm like, I know if it's making me think about it, then, like, somebody else is probably seeing it and they're also thinking the same thing. Or, like, um... I was telling her earlier. Yeah, we were actually
1: talking about getting a matching tattoo. Earlier, yeah.
0: And so, well, I have, so I have this friend. Her name's Jules. I don't know if Jules still listens to the podcast, but she does. Hey, girl. Um, <laughs> she had um, the word agape tattooed on her arm. And when I first saw it, I didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. And so I saw her arm at church and I was like, Jules, what does that mean? Because I knew it was a Greek word. I just didn't know what it meant. Yeah. And she was like, it means sacrificial love. And I was like, it's how Jesus loved us because he sacrificed his life to die for us. And mm-hmm. I was like, so many people are, because it's Greek, so many people are going to ask for what that means. Because I mean, it's a fatty tattoo right there on her arm. <laughs> it's, 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 it's there. It's it being so seen. so many people are going to see that and be like, what does that mean? And then she gets to be like, oh, actually it's in the Bible and Jesus died for you and Da, 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 and Jesus loves you and then that starts a whole new conversation I was like that is such a good tattoo idea yeah and so I might I may yeah. copy her Isn't it's such like,
1: a cool you know, way to like spread
0: the word yeah and it's like it's like it's permanent to so, like you don't have to be like wearing a t-shirt like I, I wore like so many like t-shirts people like oh what does that mean but it's like I change clothes and yeah, like and having that like right there where the people end. can like and especially it was like it's right there and if you're wearing a short sleeve shirt like you're seeing it and I just think that's like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just think, like, we are called as followers to, like, go and, like, make disciples out of people and, like, try to, like, spread the gospel to as many people as possible. And I was like, if that's how we got to do it. And we get a cute tattoo.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's so hard to, like, start that conversation like it me. is because you don't want oh to seem gosh, like you're yeah. forcing it on people yeah and you so. don't want to seem like the person that's like gonna like almost like overdo it and be like yeah. well i, I uh, like do say all this stuff and then like you don't do it you know but then yeah. it's like when you explain it like people certain people will get it get it and some people don't mm-hmm. so the girl's like get it get it and the girl's, <laughs> the girl's like, <laughs> don't don't, don't. <laughs> but no like i i don't know also
0: like i feel like when you're spreading the gospel it's really hard to seem like you're like a bible thumper and like people think that like if you're not with them you're against them but like for me like i'm I'm actually with everybody and i just want everybody to like i want everybody to experience like the peace and like how loved you feel from like having a relationship with jesus you know Mm -hmm. i don't know like some people just think you're so like i don't know it's not like anything strict and like it doesn't have to be like this like military style like you have to follow all these rules like it doesn't have to be like that it can literally just be that he makes me feel good he makes me feel loved and he Mm -hmm. makes me feel happy and because of all the things he's done for me like i'm gonna live my life Mm -hmm.
1: for him you know i agree i agree completely i just like i don't know i definitely feel like i try my best to go out there and i spread the word but then it's also like sometimes I make mistakes myself, so, you know, it's, like, oh, my gosh, she's a hypocrite, but then it's also, like, everybody makes mistakes, like, we're human. Oh, Like, yeah. I hate when people say stuff like that. I'm, yeah. like, everyone makes mistakes, and everyone goes through different phases of life, so why are you trying to talk down about another Christian when you're claiming to be a Christian yourself, you know? Like, it's, yeah. like, that's the whole point of Christianity is to not judge other people and is to be almost, like, a support system for that other person. So, like, mm-hmm. when we talk about that in mental health, like, circumstances, I mean, like, the whole point of you, like, going out and being a disciple is to be someone else's support system and mm-hmm. to go out and not only spread the word of Jesus, but to go out and be like, Hey, like I'm here for you. And 100%. like you're saying, I'm here for you through God. I mean, like he's speaking that through you. So yeah, 100%.
0: I just think it's good to be there for people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't get anything else from this, go friend. be a friend be a friend be a a really good friend be a good neighbor guys this
1: generation just like gives off such a hard wall of like no like if they are doing something for me then i don't want to do something for them and like i just like read this thing the other day and it was like don't cross oceans for people who wouldn't cross a puddle for you and i saw somebody's comment and it was like no do it cross oceans for people love people all people no conditions attached no wondering whether they're worthy or they're not cross oceans climb mountains Life and love isn't about what you gain, it's about what you give. In a, like w- in a world
0: full of takers be a giver yes ma'am I wrote a memoir <laughs> for a class about my life it's mm-hmm. actually really good I want to like finish it make it really good i like I think I could literally publish it because it's literally so basically <laughs> I was talking to Ann about this um, I love that I'm y'all can hear about all this because if this actually becomes a thing it'll be fire Yeah. but it's called what I know because of what I didn't so I basically go through like years like 13 to 18 and mm-hmm. it's like this is what happened to me when I was 13 and this mm-hmm. is what I learned from it Yeah. and so like on year 18 I had like a lot of stuff And one of the things was in a world full of takers, be a giver. Like, everybody's, like, looking for something they can get out of, like, being friends with you or, like, what they can get out of, like, dating you or what they can Mm -hmm. get around or get out of, like, we can get out of a job. How much money can I make out of this job? Like, if you're a follower of Christ, everything you should do or everything that you do should be for, like, the glory of God. Like, Mm -hmm. I should literally go into work and try to make somebody's day because that's what Jesus would do Mm -hmm. and I'm like still working to rewire my brain that way because like we are imperfect people and we're born to be selfish and we're born to try to like take advantage and take things from people but you got to rewire your brain to be like what can I what can I give this person a day like I think that's a really good like question and I was like even if it like I don't know It's sometimes awkward and hard, but it's like, if I can just give this person, like, good vibes today, maybe I'll make their morning
1: drive to work better. If I can just, like... Like, I try and think like that whenever, like, you're driving, you know, when, like, someone's stuck in traffic and they can't get out, but you're you're the person that, like, stops and waits so they can get out. Like, I'm just, like, in my head, I'm like, I hope, like, that helped their day. Like, that five minutes helped their day, helped them get to work on time because they were stressing out and not getting, like, to go work on time and stuff like that. And then, like, I think one thing that like helps me with that aspect is like my dad's my it's so clear that my dad's love language is gift giving Mm -hmm. and so like when I think of stuff like that I think it's like when I gift someone a gift it's because I love you and it's because like the love of Christ is through me and so like I'm trying to help you and I'm trying to be a good neighbor and a good friend to you by giving Mm -hmm. you something and like it's not just because I want something out of it it's because I want you to feel better and I want you to like feel good and feel loved. Like that's the whole point of it. But
0: the Ruxpin I used to
1: bring you and Liliana little
0: energy drinks no, with cute I know. notes. I used to bring them drinks to school with the cute notes on them. And I'm like, it's just because I would literally cry. I'm like, oh my gosh, they have been really nice little things. But I just um I don't know. I just think it's really important to just like show people you love them. Even if it's like something little like Pay for the per- if you got the if you got the means, pay for the person behind you at freaking Starbucks. Like, yeah, literally. just doing little things like that, I feel like can go a long way. But also, like, I feel like loving people also comes with hard conversations and like being willing to like have those hard conversations about Christ and about like where they're at in life. And that's also a big part about like being like a friend and being um, like there for somebody is like being able to sit down and have those hard conversations that are extremely hard to have.
1: And it's almost about having respect as well because. Like when you mentioned the Starbucks thing, what's crazy is I remember last year I was in the Starbucks line, and the woman in front of me, she was a military. She was in the military. She had a little sticker on the back of her car, like mm-hmm. military gr- girl, whatever. Military <laughs> <She laughs> <had her> girl. <laughs> a, a army woman. Army woman. And you could tell because she had these stickers on her car, and like I could see her in her uniform through her window. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, like, in my head, I, I did not say this out loud. I did not say on my phone or anything like that. I was, like, wow, like, I respect her so much because I personally could not do that. Mm. Like, I could not do that. And so I was, like, I have so much respect for her and the pa- empowerment she's making on our country and on our world. And then five minutes later, she goes up through the drive-thru and the woman and, like, The window lady, she's like, the girl in front of you paid for your Starbucks, and I was like, oh my gosh. I
0: love when people do that. Like, like, I think it's
1: insane. Do you
0: love me? I'm like, if you love me, just say that. Uh, It's just
1: like passing on the good of God and like the love of God through like small acts. Yep. Smaller Mm -hmm. acts. Anyways, I think we've covered a lot. We have covered a lot, so if you actually listen to that. um, Thanks. You probably went through world of emotions, but I think it all ties together in the end. (laughs) Um, Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank make sure, you. make sure you rate it five stars on
0: Spotify <laughs> right now. Okay, guys, we're at like four point seven stars right now. I'm gonna need that to be a five because it's kind of bugging me. I feel like this is a five star worthy podcast, but that's just me. Yeah, maybe. And this is my first episode, so go ahead and just make it five. So it Yeah, <laughs> the don't time. worry, I'll make it five. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, We appreciate you. Just yeah. loves you. I love you. We'll Have see a you next time. Bye. Bye.